1: This week's episode of the Fangirls Podcast is brought to you by our sponsor,
2: Tax Pros, an award winning tax firm dedicated to providing their clients a full range of advanced tax planning and tax resolution services. With five locations in Southern California, Tax Pros is there to meet you where you are, offering phone and video appointments. Learn more or book an appointment today at Tax Pros. Tax P-R-O-S-E dot com. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, and most importantly, friendship and fangirling. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie. And we are so excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. Okay. So today we are talking about Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of
1: Madness. We cannot talk about the MCU without having our special MCU correspondent, Melinda. Welcome back, Melinda. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me again. Bring your friends to work day. What? Before we get into it, we've got some casting. Lauren, what do you got for us? Okay. So Benedict Cumberbatch is
2: playing Dr. Strain. Sochi Gomez is playing America Chavez. And Elizabeth Olsen is playing Wanda Maximoff. John Krasinski is Reed Richards. Rachel McAdams is Christine Palmer. We have Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier. And we have Haley Atwell as Captain Carter. And then Benedict Wong is coming
1: back as Wong. Well, we were overdue. We needed some MCU in our life. How are we feeling after Multiverse of Madness? I thought it was so good. Yeah.
2: I was kind of like on the edge of my seat the whole time. The storyline was really but I wasn't sure where they were going to go with this. I was very happy with the storyline.
3: Okay. Melinda, how about you? Um, I guess because I was on social media and there was a lot of fan theories, I felt like I wanted more. Okay. I don't know. It was just another, I'm going to say it, a, a woman who quote unquote lost her control and her emotions and it took a man to fix it, but using the same method. But I did enjoy Sam Raimi's take on the horror film aspect of it. I enjoyed that so much. (laughs) Okay. Did it meet your expectations? You know, it felt like a second part to WandaVision. I loved seeing Wong again. I liked the reference, the small references to the Disney Plus shows. But the writing, like I said, the writing did leave me with wanting a little bit more because we had such high expectations on social media about it, and and then it happened, and we were just like, none of these theories came true,
2: right? (laughs) Which I mean,
3: it's the MCU.
2: We had expectations with Secrets of Dumbledore, and we're like, yeah, (laughs) weren't (laughs) weren't. So, but I had I had zero expectations for this movie, so I
1: was just like, woo, yay. The theories that Melinda's referencing, correct me if I'm wrong here, are what-if theories. Because I know the trailer that we saw and witnessed alluded to the idea that there were going to be parallels to Marvel's what-if show. And I was so psyched. I was ready for Party Thor. I was ready for Fun Loki, Howard the Duck. I was ready for so many what-if parallels. And we got a handful of them. I'm going to have to side with Melinda on this. I left the theater w- definitely wanting more for sure, but it was still I, a good yeah. movie in general.
2: I think because I'm a newer Marvel fan, yeah. that I'm just happy with whatever. Going to a restaurant, you've never had fancy food and <laughs> you guys are like food critics. So I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> the French fries were great. <laughs> Not sure if my opinion matters here, but I do enjoy staring at Benedict Cumberbatch's face. So <laughs> there's that. So here's the part of the show. We spill the tea. This is your spoiler alert for multiverse of madness. You have to figure if you guys are listening to this podcast episode, you know, you're going to get some spoilers here. They are. They're coming at you. The third eye thing. That was a little bit creepy. Yeah. That's I didn't want to stare at his face then, (laughs) but yeah, other than that. Yeah. His bone structure. Great. I get very easily distracted by good-looking men in superhero costumes so sometimes i'm like i'm not really sure what's happening but you look really great when you're doing it so that's fine except for when he became the zombie thing i was like wait what
1: melinda
3: i'm ready to talk characters are you ready i sure am let's do this let's start with america chavez okay so america chavez Oh, I previously was introduced to her in the with Marvel in the Disney show Marvel Rising Secret Warriors. Okay. It is an animated show in the series, along with Quake, who is from Agents of Shield, as well as Miss Marvel Patriot, Squirrel Girl, and Spider Gwen. She is Connected with the Young Avengers and with the West Coast Avengers. And her allies in the comics are Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Hawkeye, and the Hulkling. In the comics, she is from the Utopian Parallel, which is a realm that is outside conventional space and time. And it was threatened when America was about six years old. So in the comics, her mothers sacrificed themselves and prevented the parallel from fracturing and basically killing all of the inhabitants on the planet. And grief-stricken, America leaves her home instead of staying and travels the multiverse to basically emulate her mother's heroism in other universes. But there you go. (laughs)
1: What do we know about the Illuminati? Because that was a game-changer.
3: Yes. So the Illuminati, they are a secret organization and they're comprised of, quote, most powerful heroes. Okay. So the comics, it was Sorcerer Supreme Doctor Strange. You have Black Bolt, who is the king of the Inhumans. Mm-hmm. There's Mr. Fantastic, Charles Xavier, Namor, the Submariner, who is actually the king of Atlantis and Iron Man. And they okay. have worked together for an unspecified amount of time to basically mold and shape the status of the superhuman world, as well as the world around it. The last time they worked together, in the, I believe in the comics, was when the Avengers discovered a scroll was posing as Electra. So this is, again, now connecting back with Echo. <laughs> okay. Okay, so when
2: we were entering into that whole scene with the Illuminati, I thought we were going to see Tony Stark. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so- I haven't read the comics. I just got those vibes from the robots that were there. I was like, oh my God, are we about to see Tony Stark? Cause I am like in love with him. And yes. then he wasn't there and I was sad, but then Charles Xavier was there and I was like, okay, I'll be okay with this. It seemed like if somebody was going to be in the Illuminati, it would be Tony Stark. He would have started it. And I had no idea that that's how it was in the comics.
3: Yes. And people speculated that Tom Cruise was going to play Tony Stark. Immediately, Uh, no.
2: Yeah, immediately, immediately (laughs) no.
3: We've seen
2: what we needed to see. Yeah, I remember reading that too. Tony Stark is going to be Robert Downey Jr. in every universe as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, I do vaguely remember reading that Tom Cruise initially went out for the role as Iron Man and lost to Robert Downey Jr. Good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) When we got John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic I was a little taken aback by it I do vaguely remember reading that he went out for Mr. Fantastic a while back circa 2014 when they were in talks to do the reboot of Fantastic Four but then I was low-key counting on Chris Evans coming back as Johnny Storm and in a different universe I knew he wasn't a part of the like Johnny Storm wasn't a part of the Illuminati but all the fans were like, how do we bring Chris Evans back? Please, how do we, how do we make this happen? Where's the cameos? Because we were counting on a, way more cameos as, as far as fan theories go. And we maybe got a fraction of the cameos we were counting
2: on. I, I did agree. like a sharp intake of breath when I saw John Krasinski. I was like, Jim, <gasps> I was very excited.
1: <laughs> and he did great. I'm not here to knock his performance at all. I'm, I'm glad he got his foot in the MCU door and I hope to see him in more projects. But I was just like, you you bring in John Krasinski, but no second act for Chris Evans. Okay.
3: (laughs) Besides John Krasinski, we also had Anson Moore who reprised his role as Black Bolt. And he was Black Bolt from the short-lived ABC show Inhumans. We also had Haley Atwell reprised her role as Captain Carter. LaShawna Lynch came back as Maria Rambeau as Captain Marvel, which I loved to see. And of course, Patrick Stewart reprised his role as Charles Xavier, but he was in the chair that was used in the 90s animated series that aired on Fox. And the theme song from that show played as he entered the room. But in the credits, they credited that song as the X-Men Class of 97 theme song, which is going to be the animated show on Disney Plus that they're working on right now. I loved that musical Easter egg. That is a Um, deep dive into that. I did not catch that at all. No, no. I I nerded out when I heard that. I was like, I recognize that song. And then we were watching the credits. I noticed it was credited towards class of 97. And I was like, no, no, it's not. And yeah, it is.
2: You just took this to a whole nother level of fangirling. I'm like blown away. I'm like, somebody give her her doctorate. Now.
3: I mean, I did use Captain America for a master's assignment. I'm Um, not surprised (laughs) at all. You earned that uh, master's. You did. Yeah. (laughs) So that is the Illuminati
1: cast. All right. What other Easter eggs did you catch?
3: Well, the first thing that a lot of people noticed from the trailer was that squid monster that we first see America Travis running away from. And the theory is that this squid-like monster is a combination of two characters from the comics. One of them is being gargantos. Okay. And he was a villain back from the 1960s that was introduced. He was controlled by the people of Lumeria, which is a rival undersea kingdom of Atlantis, and this creature fought Namor, who is the king of Atlantis, um, in the comics. Interesting to note, Lumeria was once the surface city of the Deviants before it was sunk beneath the sea by the Celestials. So that's one aspect of that squid-like creature that America is running away from. The other one is possibly Shumar Gorath, which is Doctor Strange's nemesis in the comics. And his sole goal is to basically rule all of the multiverse and he doesn't like anyone or anything. But people are speculating the reason why they don't use that name and that likeness is because of copyright issues since that character is associated with the Conan the Barbarian comics. And another Easter egg was a nod to the Tarragon crystals with the Inhumans. So the Terrigan crystals are created by the Kree thousands of years ago to create an army. And the crystals release a mist that activates a genetic mutation inside some humans to obtain their superhuman-like abilities. And once they obtain these abilities, they become Inhumans. Those who do not have this genetic mutation do not survive the process. There's more of that story in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Inhumans, if anyone is interested in that story. Also, the first few notes of WandaVision, the theme song, is played when Wong asks Strange if he knows of anyone who can help with Gargantos at the beginning of the film. It's the those four notes oh, that time. Yeah. I loved that touch. They pan over to Wanda. I was like, yes. Another Easter egg that I noticed when... Charles Xavier is trying to free Wanda from her mind prison that the dark hold has placed on her. There is a discarded retro television set in black and white, and it's playing a scene from WandaVision. I think it's the wedding dress scene in the living room. I noticed that too, amidst all the rubble that she's buried under. I was so sad to see
1: everybody from the Illuminati go the way that they did, (laughs) but it was an
3: epic way to go out. (laughs) Listen, I support Wanda's rights, but I also support her wrongs. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> yeah, they, she killed them off so fast. That was really sad. Like, how sad was it when Mr. Fantastic, like, just
3: dissolved. what a
1: bad way to go? I mean, right? come on. Uh,
2: that was yeah.
3: horrific. And she yeah. made a point
1: of saying, Oh, do you have a significant other? And he said, Yeah, I do. He's like, Great. She can take care of the kids. Deuces. <laughs> like, <laughs> so <laughs> brutal. Right. And in that moment, you knew how much she was holding back. Oh, yeah. She was just like, I tried to play nice and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm still so surprised. I mean, I've
2: watched WandaVision, but for her to go that bad after being an Avenger, like yes. I know that there was some trauma and she lost a vision, but you know, every superhero has had a certain amount of trauma, but maybe it just it was too much from her childhood. Cause you think about Black Widow, she had a lot of trauma too.
3: She didn't turn right. bad, but. Oh, well, in this case, also will save to know that the dark Darkhold used that grief and despair and took control and pushed her consciousness deep down. So she wasn't really in control at the time when she started killing everyone. She was buried underneath the rubble trying to get out.
2: I thought the Wanda under the rubble was the one that she was dreamwalking in, in that reality. I didn't think that was her.
3: Oh, no, I understood that that was Wanda's consciousness yeah. that was being buried by this the hole that the Darkhold had on her. Mm -hmm. Because there's like, there's Mm. the Scarlet Witch and there's Wanda. And I interpreted that the Darkhold had took over her essence, basically, to become the Scarlet Witch and pushed all of her identity as Wanda off to the side because that's all of her morals and her ethics. Humanity. Okay. So the end credits scene, we are introduced to Clea. Clea is played by Charlize Theron, Mm -hmm. and she is the niece of Dormammu. So she's basically the daughter of Prince Orini, who is the legitimate heir the dark dimension and umor who's the sister to dormammu cleo was raised by prince arini uh, but he didn't tell her her true identity and eventually she meets up with dr strange and she, she fights alongside him against dormammu the two do eventually fall in love and they do get married so we got introduced to dr strange's wife at the end credits scene unfortunately for me that scene was foiled for me by Charlize Theron herself
2: on, on oh. Twitter. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold hey. it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. That's he's going to marry her.
1: Yep. That's his wife. You heard it here, folks.
2: Oh, my gosh. This is so exciting. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> and he just like went with her. He's like, OK, yep, cool. okay. <laughs> that's
3: great. You're hot. Yeah, Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Basically, she does end up apprenticing with him and becomes his equal with the sorcerer abilities. They do have a rocky relationship and she doesn't actually go back to the dark dimension. But yes, she is his wife. The second end credit scene
1: was just such a waste of time and energy. And I was so irritated. It was it was such a waste of time. And I was like, this is not how you acknowledge the hard work that was put into making this movie. And I was very disappointed from that aspect of
3: it. And that's where I differ because I am a Bruce Campbell fan from I'm going to age myself all the way back from he, when he played Autolycus in Hercules and Legendary Journeys. But okay. so him and Sam Raimi go way back. And I figured he was going to make an appearance. I just didn't know where. And then he was the street vendor. And I was like, okay, Bruce Campbell made his his appearance. We're good. And then he was at the very end. He broke the fourth wall and he said, it's over. <laughs> he just about died. But I, was, I also understand it's frustrating not knowing how things are connecting in the future. I also think that has to relate to covid they had to reshoot so many things switch the releases of films their timeline is wonky like we know multiverse of madness happens after spider-man no way home but where does the other films happen or do the other disney plus shows occur like loki is kind of out of is everywhere nowhere. and nowhere, one division is definitely before no way home but Where do the Eternals take place? Where does Shang-Chi happen? Is it before Mm -hmm. madness or is it after? So everyone is slightly confused. So I don't understand why that end scene was disappointing because we have no idea how everything's connecting (laughs) at the moment. Right. They're still setting that up. So one of my absolute favorite things
1: is while we saw one Wanda go out with a bang, We know that there is multiple Wanda's in other universes. And I was just so focused on the other Wanda storylines moving forward because I don't think this is the end of Wanda's story at all. And I'm just excited to see where they take it. I hope we see her in, was it Agatha House of Harkness? I hope we see her in her own standalone movie.
3: Yeah, I really, the things that I enjoyed in that film, I really enjoyed her and her entrance to Kamar Taj oh, with yeah. the rolling smoke and the glowing red. I was just like, yes. I would just love to Mm. see
2: her reunited with vision in a different universe, but he's not a robot and they can have children together and live happily ever after because vision, he's a bit of a snack. So
1: yeah, (laughs) I appreciate
2: his um, cable knit sweaters. I really do.
1: What advice would you give for new and old Marvel fans?
3: moving forward at the very least people should watch wandavision on disney plus because that explains all of the events that occurred in multiverse of madness if you don't want to watch 10 years worth of stuff if you're new and it's it can be overwhelming there's a lot of films disney plus has a show called legends and it's these episodes that are about 15 minutes long that discuss important events and characters in the MCU and it starts with WandaVision and I believe they just added episodes for Wanda, Wong, and Doctor Strange. Another show that you might want to watch on Disney Plus is Loki. Loki does explain how the multiverse has expanded and that allowed Doctor Strange to cast his spell and then that spell caused everything to crumble. It's not necessary but it could help better understand captain carter and dr strange's history okay. the episodes one and four from the show what if on disney plus so episode one is about captain carter so you find out how she became the captain yeah. instead of rogers yep episode four is about supreme sorcerer strange so the strange with the third yes. eye figure out how he got that and there's also episode five of what if is all about zombies so, if you wanted to see more of Zombie Strange and Zombie Wanda, go watch episode five. If you want to watch some of the movies, I was thinking to watch uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, okay. Captain America Civil War, uh, Avengers Infinity War, and Endgame. And then, of course, WandaVision, Loki, Spider Man No Way Home. That'll help explain everything with mm-hmm. Stephen Strange. And if you are interested in the Illuminati, there is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that is on Disney Plus. Yes. Um, there's also Inhumans if you're interested in the Terrigan Crystals and the Inhumans. And then Agent Carter is also on Disney Plus if you're interested and want to see more of Piggy Carter. And there's two seasons of that show, which I love. So yeah, there you go. (laughs) I think I got it all. That
1: is the best study guide I've ever heard. (laughs) Thank you so much, my friend. This is a great day where I got to bring both my friends to work and talk all things MCU.
3: All right, I'll talk to you guys later.
2: And now it is time for the Fangirl Spotlight of the Week. The Fangirls Podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom-made fandom-inspired artwork in digital download form with prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Marvel, and more. You are sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. We are offering 10% off our Etsy store with the code FANGIRL. The link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes.
1: The Fangirls Podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can dish and spill the tea with more fangirls and fan guys like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes.
2: We love hearing from you. So connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called the fangirls favorite things inspired by your favorite fandoms. All the information will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time.
1: We here at Band Podcast are not at Marvel, the MCU, Amazon, Hulu, Prime, Disney+, Plus, any of the cast from Multiverse of Madness.
3: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.